guys, welcome to episode 46 of the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, Editor-in-Chief at Fanbolt.com. My name is Jakai Mickelson, freelance graphic artist and independent filmmaker. And this week we have a, uh, a little bit to talk about with the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival, of course, today, which is Valentine's Day. And mm. uh, speaking of Valentine's Day, we got uh, Walking Dead returned on Sunday night, so that was... That was, you know, nothing says love like zombies. It is very romantic. (laughs) Very romantic. Um, And then we have a couple of interviews with you with uh, Once Upon a Time, the writers and creators of that show, as well as the two lead actress or actors from that show, uh, Jennifer Morrison and Colin O'Donoghue. So uh, we'll dive into that. And then the box office and this week's film review will be John Wick 2. So John Wick Part Two. I hear that's a hilarious romantic comedy. It really is. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's one for the whole family. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, last week's podcast, we we uh, recorded that really quickly before I ran and did a uh, intro for the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival for yes. the film Mo's. Um, which turned out well. I didn't say anything I wasn't supposed to say, so that went that nice went work. well. Yeah, it was a it was a nice little intro. Um, there's really not a whole lot to say about that other than I I introed the film. Um, but the closing <laughs> of the film festival is February fifteenth, which is tomorrow or today if you're listening to this on release. Um, so I'm going to check out the uh, the final film, the closing night film, and we'll have a review of that next week. And it's hard to believe that. Number one, this is such a long film festival. It's been going since January 24th. Yes, that is a long film festival. Yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> but it's been, it's been a lot of fun and being able to, to work with them and, and attend so many screenings and so many of their, their, um, kind of pre events and some of the parties they had. It's just been a, a total blast. It kind of makes me wish that other film festivals I went to were this long too, because it kind of just gets to become like a normal part of like your week. And right. now it's going to be over. And <laughs> I feel like that's wrong. <laughs> but it's going to be. Yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that's what's happening on that front. And then Valentine's. We have to talk about that. Oh, we do. Uh, very, very romantic. For Valentine's Day in this house, we're getting a sump pump, which is very romantic. What is that? Uh Oh, this is it's for your a, basement, right? Yes, yes. yes this, right. Is, this is this is a gigantic green machine that will pump uh, the swimming pool out of our uh, out of our basement. So that's what's happening today. Well, that's that sounds romantic. Well, <laughs> I did give the I did give the plumber a card. I gave him one of those little hearts that said "Be mine" on it. Aww. He was a little weirded out by it, but I'm like, dude, just take the heart and get <laughs> the water out it. of my basement. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I hope you guys are going to do something a little romantic tonight. Uh, uh, you know, we're not very Valentine'sy people, to be honest with you. I don't. Are, do you have uh, big plans? I actually celebrated on Saturday just because it was. It's kind of like you know, it is kind of like a cliche holiday that's like made up by like the holiday Hallmark. or yeah, Hallmark, right. the, the card companies. <laughs> Um, so it's, I don't, I don't like playing into that, but I still like, don't want to like not celebrate it. So I kind of like the idea of like celebrating it the Saturday before. Um, but yeah, I think that's smart. That gets you, that gets you dinner less expensively than it would have been tonight. Exactly. 
Exactly. I think we're just going to order pizza tonight, have some wine, and watch a movie. So it'll be a, a low-key night. But uh, we went out on Saturday to one of my favorite restaurants, um, the 57th Fighter Club. Is it 57th or 59th? Um, up there near Petrie de Cab Airport. Yeah, that place is awesome. I love that place. It's... Um, it's such an interesting crowd, and they like had dancing. We didn't dance. We're not really the dancing type, but uh, <laughs> we watched other people dance, and it was really interesting to just see like the guys. And this is all like, um, you know, it's a, a World War II themed restaurant, and uh, it is Fifty Seventh Fighter Group. I always say Fifty Ninth, um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, it's it's a lot of older older people that that go, and uh, a lot of. Um, guys that are, you know, on up there in age, kind of lining the dance floor, looking for their prey. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's just really funny to like observe. And then some people that like shouldn't be dancing that are dancing and they just like don't even care. And it's just a really beautiful thing. And it's so much yeah. fun. The food is fantastic. The atmosphere is fantastic. And it was a really great night. That's uh, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I tip my hat to that experience for you. We, I've I've only been there for brunch, so there were absolutely nobody, nobody dancing, but there was unbelievably plethoras of foods. Every it was piles of every kind of food. It was uh, it was. We've always meant to go back there. We haven't been back, so maybe maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll do like a late Valentine's next weekend brunch. I think you should. I need yeah. to go back. I actually have, I don't think I've been there for brunch. I've been there for lunch, but I don't think I've ever been there for brunch. Um, hmm. It's a really, really good, uh, it's a really good place. So highly recommend it as an awesome date location. Yes. It's an experience no matter what. It's a cool place, man. Right on the runway. It's really cool. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, moving right along. Uh, Walking Dead was on Sunday night. Did you get a chance to check that out? I got. I got to be honest with you. So my life has been so great. Short answer: No. But <laughs> I did see that my DVR light was on, and I'm like, "What the heck is it? Rec- oh my gosh! I think it's Walking Dead night tonight." And then that was, that was it. But I heard it was a good episode. It was. You know, it wasn't as um, as big as I anticipated. I think every time you you have like a premiere or mid season premiere, you know, mid season finale or finale episode, you expect something big to happen and someone to die and it to be something that people are kind of like all up in arms about. And it really wasn't one of those episodes. They had a really cool kind of like uh, mass zombie death scene uh, that was really, really cool. But aside from that, it wasn't too climatic. It was just kind of a normal episode, which I found kind of interesting for a premiere episode. No, that's uh, that's good. That maybe I mean, you know, because it gets to a certain point where it's like, okay, like how are we going to raise the bar this time? Yeah, you know. So it's not. I'm actually, I'm actually relieved that they just like, you know what? Let's just uh, let's just make an episode. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like the next, I feel like big thing that we're going to have is them is, you know, all these groups attacking the saviors. And until then, it's going to be just the training and everything that's, you know, involved in kind of getting this this attack orchestrated. And once that happens, you know, and happens eventually successfully, I haven't read past where we're at in the comics, so I'm not exactly sure how the whole Negan thing plays out at this point. But 
that's such an awesome character. And as much as you love to hate him and hate to love him, um, he is such a great part of the show that, like, I don't want him to not be a part of the show. So, um, yeah, I don't really know what the next big, big thing is going to be with it. I know it's uh, it's interesting because uh, uh, quite a few people that I know out in L.A. have kind of turned on the show. I I I I've admittedly have fallen off, but everybody was just like it was the worst ep- worst season ever so far. And like uh, some people are actually complaining about Negan's performance. Uh, what's that guy's name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, Jeffrey yeah, Dean Morgan. That we're, we're complaining about. Uh, he just kind of did the same rhythm over and over. That's my impression of the guy doing an impression right. of his acting. So that was horrible. That was that was my Christopher Walken. Everybody, it was perfect. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't I don't know. I like how are the numbers still spectacular? I um, imagine they are. So mid season premiere ratings were uh, pulled at twelve million in total viewers with a five point seven rating in the key. Adult 18 to 49 demographic compared to the midseason finale in December, which was 10.6 million with a 5.1. So it's up from from December. Um, the season premiere opened with 17 million viewers and an 8.4 rating. So it's still down from that. But that was such a highly anticipated yeah. episode that yeah. people that didn't even watch the show were were going to be watching it. Right. Um, right. Not a fair benchmark, definitely. No, no. And it says here, the lowest rated episode of the season thus far was the episode that aired uh, November 27th, which was Tara Alana Masterson's episode where she was in the Oceanside community and, and discovered that that space. And that one had 10.4 million viewers with a 4.9 rating. So it's still, um, and even on Sunday night, that was against the Grammys, which had a 26 million viewers. So it's, right, right. it was a, a tough kind of um, show to be up or a, a tough time slot to be in for that night. But it's still, I mean, th- these ratings are still pretty solid still ratings. Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is certainly not like it's not on the other side of the hill for sure. No. So, no, it's no. interesting. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. We'll see where we go. We had a, a couple of things happen that I don't want to, you know, spoil you or anything. But we had a we had a character hop in a car, and we're not entirely sure why he hopped in the car. Although we we have an idea um, from how how the uh, the episode ended. But uh, there was also someone in the car with him, which I don't know who that would be. Ooh. We don't. We just see a silhouette. So um, so yeah, that's really the only thing I can. I came out of that episode, you know, like excited for next week, wanting to know just who was in the car. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that was the walking dead return on Sunday night. And we got a few more episodes left this season. And of course, um, I'm going to be headed to London with Walker stalker con here, uh, the first weekend in March. So we'll have some interviews with that. Uh, and we might have some really good interviews with that. Actually, I was looking at what's kind of lined up and, I don't want to say anything and jinx anything, but we might have some pretty, right. pretty big interviews coming nice. with that. So it's it's important that you do all of them in an English accent. <laughs> I wish I could talk in an English accent. If I could, <laughs> I just would all the time. It'd be great. <laughs> just adds a adds, adds an air of sophistication. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it does. It just sounds like it's just hot. You hear like Andrew Lincoln talk in that voice, and you're just like, wow. You know, it's <laughs> it's just. 
I don't know, man. Something about accents. They're they're very yeah. attractive. <laughs> yeah, they are. You know, it's funny. I was in London uh, once, and I was talking to this was like this was like a like a I don't know whatever. I'm gonna brag for a second, and they were all these women were very excited about my accent, and I was like, I don't mean to make this weird. But you guys are totally the ones that have the accent. But I've <laughs> never been called out for like having an American accent, and they were all like so excited by it. I was like, "Oh, this is fun." That's that's the end of my story. You know, that's so, uh, it's like the scene in um, Love Actually, where the yeah. the guy from like I can't remember where he's from, like Minnesota or Michigan or something, like goes over there, and then they're all like all the girls are like all over him because of his accent. Yeah. Um, maybe that is a thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe American accents are just I, as hot. I, I just want to make it very clear, uh, as, as, in, as directly opposed to that film, I did not stumble into a sleepover orgy with like nine roommates. <laughs> Unfortunately, that, that was not in the cards for me. But still, it was, it was nice to get attention for just talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you cleared that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just didn't want, you know, didn't want to set any false expectations. <laughs> um, well, uh, speaking of attractive accents, um, <laughs> speaking of orgies, I was, I, that's where I thought you were going to go. Yeah, please um, continue. <laughs> no, uh, we had uh, we got to talk with the the cast and writers and creators of Once Upon a Time at Scott's ATV Fest, um, which was just about a week ago, a little over a week ago, and the series comes back um, the first Sunday in March, which I believe is March fifth, and. Um, Colin O'Donoghue, who plays Hook in that, has a very sexy Irish accent. Ah. So there was my transition. Um, nice. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. He's, uh, and he's not too bad to look at either. So it's kind of, you know, just one of those things where you can easily get lost in hearing him talk and looking into his eyes during an interview. Um, I'm just remembering it and I'm like smiling. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah. Jennifer Morrison's lovely too. I mean, she was standing right next to him, but you know, as, as a girl, you can't, you, it just, yeah. See, I can't even talk about it now. Um, so let's actually start with, uh, well, you know what? Let's save the best for last. Let's start with, right. um, the, the writers and creators of the series, uh, Adam Horowitz and Edward Kitsis. And we talked with them a little bit. There's a lot of talk about whether or not this will be the last season of the show. And they have said that if it does continue, um, which they talk a little bit about in this, they're going to be looking to kind of rework it. They wouldn't give me too much information about it, but uh, we had a, a little bit of a discussion about that and what's kind of to come with everything. So uh, here are Ad Adam and Edward. And they're, they are uh, accent-free, to understand? Accent-free. Oh, well, <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. <laughs> Is there hope for another season? What can you say on that front, if anything at all? We well, I would say that Once Upon a Time is a show about hope, so people should hope really hard and really loudly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been said that if there is another season, you guys would want to go in a different direction. That is correct. We, um, we are going to be, uh, you know, I think this season we'll see some characters, um, you know, maybe... I, I think that it's, you know, we don't want to say too much about how we're planning to end this season right now, but what we, what we can say is, you know, that should we continue on, like, there's, you know, as, as we've done many times, there are kind of new ways to attack the storytelling of Once Upon a Time, and we have some ideas up our sleeve. That and, I would, uh, and I would say that, you know, this year some, some characters may, you know... Um, 
you know, the, 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 we got some surprises. Yeah, we have store. some surprises. I think, I think you know what, we're being a little cagey right now because we, we don't really want to give away stuff as much as we would like to give it away. I would say that you know the 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 final the, this run here uh, in the second half of the season um, we'll have some big surprises and uh, big if things. there's a season seven, um, the show will re- you know like always reinvent reinvent it every year. Right. Awesome. Um, what has surprised you most about these characters as they've evolved over the seasons? Was there one character in specifically that's like really surprised you and gone a different way than you expected initially? Um, it's hard to say because you're always surprised, you know, because creativity doesn't have a rigid structure. So um, what was interesting to me at first was, you know, when you're a writer, it's so much fun to write for the villains, but what you didn't realize was how much the fans would identify with the villains and want to redeem them. And I think that idea of redemption on the show was very surprising to I mean, that is kind of where we were always going, but people coming on to it was, uh, was surprising in a way of how much they loved it. Right, right. Um, will the comic book series continue? Uh, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any immediate plans for more, but but we hope so. Those are always fun to do. Holding on to the hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, what Valentine's Day relationship advice would you offer the characters of the show? Oh, a well-placed mixtape always works. That's solid. Yeah. Any, any specific songs that you think should be on there? Well, it depends on who you're giving it to. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is there any shows right now that you guys are geeking out over? Uh, there's tons. I really love Search Party. Um, I loved Atlanta. I just started Atlanta, really, appropriately. Enough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as I was walking there. around the other day going, where did they? Um, yeah. I love that. I think The Crown is really great. Yeah, so I love The Crown. Those are kind of what we're into right now. Do you have any favorite films for Oscar picks that you're kind of Ooh, everybody wants some, but it didn't get nominated. Yeah. I loved yeah. Hail Caesar, which did not get nominated yeah, either. I mean, there are a lot of great, great movies that were were nominated, but Hail Caesar, like Coen Brothers, are our favorite. It was a good year for movies. Yeah. Good year. Thank you guys so Thank much. So that was Adam and Ed. Uh, I love them so much. They when they first started doing this series, of course, they worked on Lost. So there's all these little Lost Easter eggs that have kind of been, you know, woven into to Once Upon a Time. So it's a uh, I don't know. I'm still a Lost fangirl at heart. So I still like the part of me that gets really excited over interviewing them is the fact that they worked on Lost, even though like Once Upon a Time is a really great show. Like I just still I'm such a Lost fangirl that I'm just like, you guys worked on Lost. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, But anyways, uh, uh, moving right along, we have uh, an interview with the series uh, two leading stars from the series, Jennifer Morrison and Colin O'Donohue, who, of course, play Hook. And Emma. Oh, it's a good character name, uh, but uh, that's going to be outshined by the accent. Yes. So. <laughs> what can you say about what's coming up? What are you allowed to talk about and kind of tease for fans? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't know. Did we get a list? Did someone tell us what we could say and we can't say? What can say? I know. Yeah, the certain things that we can. You, you can. What do you? What do we? What can we say? Well, we can tease that there's. Uh, it's not going to be easy for Hook and Emma in the second half of the season. They they're going to struggle with um, and with the sort of reality of being a couple uh, together for the first time um, for a period, and then 
what else can we do? I can tease that there will be sort of adventures with Charming, with Hook and Charming, um, which is fun. And uh, I think that's... That might be it. That might be all. There are so many to. things we can't say. <laughs> and our bosses are here, so we really yeah. can't say yeah, that. You gotta be, you gotta <laughs> we were downstairs and they were like, so don't say this. Don't and don't say, say that, this. yeah. Say that. <laughs> like, are you sure? Yeah. No, no, no. And Adam was like, Eddie, they, ha- they can't talk about that. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. um, playing these characters for so long, is there anything that still kind of like surprises you about them or do you feel like you know them pretty well by now? I think we know them pretty well. Uh, I feel like I can know Emma better than I know myself. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, I guess... I think we know them really well at this stage. It's a funny thing that happens at some point when you do it for this long, or you play a character for this long, you start to feel them. So it's not even knowing them. It's like you get a scene and you just feel what they would do. And it's kind of a weird moment where you go, wow, I feel this for her the same way I would feel it for myself you right. know because it, it's been I mean we've spent more hours a day pretending to be mm-hmm. Hook and Emma than we've spent as ourselves over the last five years so um, flashbacks sometimes surprise me with some of the stuff that they have Hook do in the flashbacks I forget because this because Hook at the minute is a hero and re- sort of redeemed character and mm-hmm. you know they're in love and stuff like that and I forget <laughs> sometimes that he forget was a bad guy. that he was like really really bad <laughs> so yeah, that surprises me sometimes. Well, kind of on that note and, and feeling the characters so much at this point, what Valentine's Day advice would you offer your characters? characters. For our characters? Yes, for your characters. Oh. I, I just, my brain exploded. I was like, run and hide! Um, uh, I don't, you're, I, I don't know. I get I, really I would, about I would advise them to lock the front door <laughs> and don't let Grumpy come anywhere near them <laughs> proclaiming about some sort of monster that's trying to and let them just sit down and have a glass of wine yeah. and watch TV for more than like 10 minutes yeah. before uh, before the next big thing happens in Storybrooke. I think Rum would definitely be involved in Actually, Day for my advice then would be move out of Storybrooke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need to go somewhere else where we yeah. aren't fighting a monster on Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's probably good advice. Take a vacation from the monsters. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you guys currently geeking out over any like TV shows or, or movies that you're really rooting for for the Oscars oh, I watched Hell, Hell or High Water last love night love that uh, on the flight down and it was uh, amazing it's really good um, I'd really like to see Ruth Nagin do really well at the Oscars fellow Irish sort of person and I played her brother half brother in something back home so she's fantastic you know um, I've been loving The Crown um, the TV show The Crown I just I don't know I, I think it's beautiful and um, I, I don't know the characters just really resonated with me so that was something I'd get excited about running home to go have another episode to watch cool cool well thank you guys so that was Jennifer and Colin um, I actually have the video from that interview up on Fanbolt so if you guys want to check it out and stare longingly into Colin's eyes you can do that it's, it's up on Fanbolt um, <laughs> my god this guy <laughs> He's attractive. I can't help it. You know, the first time, I love this story, the first time I ever encountered him, I was um, running late to the Once Upon a Time press room, and I I think it was season two, because he wasn't in it from the the very beginning. Um, But season two, I was... I was running late into the press room and I get in there and I put my recorder down on the table and I'm just kind of, you know, standing off to the to the side. And then, you know, they start rotating actors through the, the, the tables. And then I don't remember who he was with. Um, 
but he comes and he sits down at the table and I'm just like, who is this? <laughs> like, you know, and I, I look at his eyes and I'm like, oh my God, this man is attractive. And I ran and I got my friend, Jen, out of another press room to come into the Once Upon a Time press room to see how, how attractive he was. Because um, I was like, you just got to see him. Uh, but <laughs> he's such a great, a great actor and um, such, a, such a really cool dude. So, um, you know, all of those things all those things make it all the more awesome. So, yeah, um, I like that. Yeah. Every time you talk about him, it gets like a little bit weird. <laughs> like you're to the end, like when you're finished up your sentence and there's just something you kind of trail off at the end. This guy obviously <laughs> has a power. I, he I'm, does. I'm jealous of his power. Yes, he does. He does. He's just, um, when you get someone that is that charming, that talented and that attractive, it's, it's a little distracting. Um, but, uh, they were both super, super cool and, uh, such a cool thing that they were, you know, a part of the, the ATV fest. So I was super glad I got to chat with them and nice, nice talk with them a little bit about Valentine's day, which is relevant for today, a little less relevant for when this episode premieres, but still, um, it was a, a really fun interview. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. but moving right along to, uh, our box office report, this weekend was uh, not exactly what I expected. I thought John Wick uh, Chapter 2 was going to do better than Fifty Shades, but it did not. <laughs> so uh, we had the Lego Batman movie premiered in number one with $55.6 million. Um, it had a budget of $80 million, a production budget. And I'm sure it's going to... I've heard that it's awesome. I, I missed that screener. It was a Saturday morning screener, I believe, and Saturday morning I'm usually asleep, so I usually don't make those screeners. <laughs> right. But um, uh, Fifty Shades Darker premiered in second with $46.7 million, and that one had a $55 million budget. Uh, the first film actually was uh, $80 million that it premiered with, so it's uh, down a little bit from the original, and I think... There was a lot more curiosity about the the original film, and and then once people saw it and kind of saw what it was, I think some of that curiosity kind of dissipated. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see because next one, uh, Fifty Shades Freed, I believe, is the the third one they shot uh, Darker and Freed back to back. So we'll oh. have one more coming out. Um, but the actors, it's funny um, in interviews, they're all like, "Yeah, we're ready to move on from this." Um, so. I, I kind of wonder if they regret, you know, being a part of this franchise because there's been just so much kind of like bad vibes around it. Uh, so but but they seem like they like each other in interviews and on red carpets and stuff. So so maybe hopefully it's not all bad. But uh, during me and Mandy's during me and Mandy's honeymoon, uh, everyone at the pool Everybody, except for Mandy, she never read it. But like every lady who was sunbathing was reading that book. Yep. Fifty Shades of Grey. Like the entire, and it was actually another guy that pointed out, like, dude, every woman is reading that book. I'm like, holy crap. He, he, like, there was not an exception. It was like, like, it was like a, like everybody went and got handed their copy and then went on their honeymoon at this all inclusive resort. So. That's my that's my association with it. And then I heard the movie was bad, and I think it's kind of funny that the cast members are all like, oh, this, this is horrible. This yeah. is not why I became an actor. It's, yeah. uh, I, I think they had... In, the orig original expectations for the, the films, of course, it was, you know, originally it was Twilight fan fiction. Um, that was kind of a lot, you know, obviously more more sexy and darker than Twilight. 
Um, <laughs> but I think because of the success of the Twilight films and this kind of, um, you know, with, with that fan base growing up and then this being kind of tied to the inspiration from that and just there being so much curiosity around these books, um, I think the actors, when they signed on to it, did so because of that that popularity and, and the potential for it to be, I think, a lot bigger um, than it ended up being. That being said, we're only on the, the, the second film. And, and these films are doing quite well for themselves. So it's not like they're, you know, massively under budget or, uh, you know, not making back the production right. budget. Um, right. So, so it's not all bad. And they're, they're still doing no, all, They're so still bad. doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, a silver lining. Silver that I, lining. That I, yeah, you got it. You nailed it. <laughs> um, but John Wick Chapter 2 came in third with $30 million, And I don't have a production budget for that one, uh, but I imagine it was pretty high. Uh, I liked it. You know, we're going to talk about it here in a few minutes. I, I never saw the original film uh, because I'm very anti, like, dogs being killed on screen. I mean, obviously it's dog wasn't really killed on screen, but I just, I have a very low tolerance for anything like with animals in it, unless it's happy. If it's a sad animal movie, I just can't. Um, so I never saw the original. Um, but I like this one and I was kind of surprised that it didn't, uh, it didn't rank higher. The only thing I can think of is maybe, you know, a bunch of girls were dragging their boyfriends to like a pre Valentine's day weekend, uh, date night right. for Fifty Shades, um, but uh, Split, which has been in first for the last three weeks, fell to fourth, uh, bringing in nine point three million. Hidden Figures took over La La Land's spot at number five. A Dog's Purpose fell to six. The Atlanta film R- Rings came in seventh. I keep wanting to say The Rings, but it's just Rings. Yeah, just um, Rings. Just Rings. And La La Land is now in eighth. Uh, it brought in five million. For a total gross to this point of 126 million, the little film that Uh-oh. could. <laughs> wow, it's done all right for itself. It's done okay, yeah. We've got on uh, February 26th the Oscars coming up, so you know it's been interesting because coming into award season, everyone kind of picked uh, Natalie Portman for her role as Jackie as the the front runner for Best Actress. And now Emma Stone seems to be cleaning up all of these awards. Um, she just at the Bathas recently, uh, last Sunday, she picked up Best Actress. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, if, she, if she does that at the, the Oscars as well. I, I think she definitely deserves it. I still haven't seen Jackie, though, so I can't, I can't compare the two. But... Well, it's good. It's always good to go into a contest with, uh, with without knowing who's a shoe in. You know? Yeah. So, you know. I drum just, rolls and such. Yeah. I like surprises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving right along. Uh, the film that I saw last week was John Wick Chapter Two. John uh, Wick Chapter Two. It's official uh, Atlas review time. It is. It is. All right. Well, let's, uh, what do you want to, is there like a synopsis of the film? Is it Keanu Reeves gets mad and yeah, makes it's, your, it's okay. A, it's a really simple uh, plot. It's basically more of the first film without a yeah. puppy dying in it. So <laughs> if that is the reason that you didn't see the first one, much like myself, then you're all right to see the second one. <laughs> oh man, do I wish the word puppy was in the title of John Wick 2 somehow, because that would be amazing. Okay, uh, well, let's uh, let's jump right in here. Uh, so, first of all, 
Boredom gauge, one to five. Five being, I am super bored with this film. How bored were you? Uh, I'm going to give it a zero for boredom. I wasn't bored at all. Uh, one of the things I had, I knew about it coming in is how impressive some of the, the fight scenes and choreography of those fight scenes uh, were in the first one. So I had high expectations for that for the second one. And it's there's so much going on all the time, not even just in the in the fight scenes, but especially in in those scenes that you're just kind of um, you're it's just like sensory overload. There's just so much to look at. Um, And it it was all incredibly impressive, the the choreography of it all. So not bored at all. Oh, wow. That's uh, great. So I get well, this one. I'm curious on this one. Okay. from an eye rolling perspective. Five alarm eye rolling is a five. How often were you rolling your eyes at this film? So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give it a two for eye rolling. Okay. And uh, the reason for that is number one, I'm like, oh, of course he just did that again, or of course he <laughs> right. managed to kill thirty people with like no effort, and of course he still has bullets left in his gun after doing all of that. Like it's just, um, <laughs> right. and I, and I realize, you know, the the kind of effort that they've gone to to make sure that everything is authentic in terms of um, the fight choreography and and you know how how he's using the guns, or even at one point. Um, well, I'm not going to say that because that's kind of a spoiler. Um, but th- they pay a lot of attention to the details of it, and I appreciate that. But still, it's it, when someone is so good at something, you just roll your eyes a lot because you're like, well, of course, of course. Right, right. Well, um, and also, I mean, th- the movie made no apologies on the fact that, like, it's this kind of movie. Yeah. You're, yeah I don't think you're looking for hyper-realism and gun schematics. I mean, you're not. I mean, it's yeah. this is a guy who um, they made reference to this and then then it happened again in this film. So I'm assuming it happened in the first film about how he like, you know, um, killed two guys with like a pencil, um, which he did again in this. And it was like really ugh, it was gross. Um, <laughs> but it's like one of those things where it's like, well, of course he did. He's John Wick. Like, what else do you expect? He's going to he's going to take care of whatever situation he's in. And like. You don't have to worry about him. Um, so, so yeah, that that's the reason that there's there was some eye rolling. Gotcha. Well, yeah, that I, I would. <laughs> it, uh, does he even need bullets? Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, who brought the goods? How was there, how were the performances? You know, uh, everyone was. There wasn't anything that stood out as being, uh, you know, bad. So, so, so no, so no bad performances. Um, Keanu Reeves, I find as an actor kind of, you know, uh, the same in every role he's in, despite as far as acting chops. Um, that being said, I still really enjoy watching him. Like I, the first film I ever saw him in, I think was, uh, speed. I'm pretty sure that was it. And I was like totally in love with him. Um, so (laughs) I've been a fan of him for a long time, even though I don't think he's, you know, a a great, great actor. I, I definitely think he's entertaining to watch. So wasn't blown away by the performances, but um, I do think he's perfect as as the character John Wick. Okay, so moment of truth. All that being said, uh, that, that there's no Atlanta factor in this, right? Because this no. wasn't filmed in Georgia. Definitely yeah. not filmed in Georgia. Definitely not filmed in Georgia. So what what uh, what was it? What do we have here? Oh man, you know what? I'm gonna go back to the days of like doing some half stuff just to like oh play around with 
watch or, you know, listening to you try to pronounce it because it's just so much fun. Um, I'm going to do a 3.5 on this one just because I, I do think it was I enjoyed it. I was really entertained. Um, that being said, it's it's not a great movie. It's great. It's great for what it is, but it's not a great movie. Um, right. So I'm going to say a, a 3.5. Adela, Adela, Adela. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. That's good. That's uh, that. That means it's one worth watching. Yeah. So, it's um. That's worth your time. Yeah, I think uh, probably if I was looking at these these top ten films from last week, I would probably go with uh, the Lego Batman movie over over any of these others. But uh, John Wick would be a solid a solid. Well, I still need to see Split. Um. And I still need to see La La Land a fifth time. All right, completely disregard everything I'm saying. Okay, yeah, but uh, John, say right now. <laughs> John Wick Chapter okay. Two is definitely uh, worth seeing if you're uh, if you liked the first film, if you're a fan of action films, um, or if you were curious about the first one but were turned away from it by the fact that there was a puppy that did not make it. So John Wick Two, no puppies die. That'd be that'd be such a great title. It would be. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe had that been the title, it would have been in first or second. <laughs> maybe, maybe. John Wick 2, we treat dogs better than the movie about dogs. I was just about to say, a dog's purpose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so that was that was John Wick Chapter 2. And uh, he's Keanu Reeves has already said that he would be interested in doing a John Wick 3, uh, which I've venture to say will probably happen uh, depending on, I, again, I don't know the production budget for this one. I'm sure Michael let us know. It wasn't on my, my box office report. But um, <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a John Wick 3. And that being said, he, he also confirmed, or confirmed that Bill and Ted 3 is in the works. So... Now, see, that's the one, I like, you talk about the first time you met Keanu Reeves in Speed, you made me feel very old. <laughs> like man because like i was a bill and ted i mean it was right in my sweet spot when that movie came out so uh i'm looking at part three from afar like all right alex winter's coming back i could get behind this yeah so there you go it's been a little while i think uh what was it uh 1989 ish was that the second one when was the oh, second, no, the one? second one was journey the second one 91 the first one yeah, the first one was there. 89 i think um yeah. So yeah, uh, it's it's in the works. So no uh, ninety one, ninety one. So yeah, it has been a while. Woo! <laughs> that makes me feel old too, though. That's a long yeah. time ago. Uh, oh, Lord. Well, that's all I have for for this week. Oh well, it's still a very exciting week. I, your uh, your festival is ending. My festival and, is ending, uh, and we have a Project Cosplay on uh, Thursday night at Joystick Game Bar. It starts at 9 o'clock, as always, so be sure to get there early, grab a drink, grab a seat. And it's going to be an interesting one. It's it's funny because this one is uh, Fifty Shades Darker themed, and I want to say that this is not like a... Um, like a loving approach to appreciating the film. Like we're going to tear, we're going to tear 50 shades apart with this. It was kind of funny. Some of the responses we saw on social media, like, Oh, why are you guys doing this film? And it's like, no, we're going to have fun with this. Like come out, enjoy the spoof of it and like help us make fun of this film. This is not meant to be taken seriously. <laughs> um, that being said, we will have some 50 shades, darker promo items to give away. 
if by chance you are a fan of the film or, you know, want a mask or a compact or um, some other very, uh, some scented candles, we have all, all of that for you. Um, Maybe a butt plug? Are there any Fifty Shades of Grey oh butt plugs? Oh my God, that, that would be hysterical. You know, I yeah. have gotten some pretty uh, controversial press kits in the past. I, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, it was for a movie that Kristen Stewart was in. They sent me like a whole um, paraphernalia smoking kit. Um, and I was like, that's oh, amazing. wow. Okay. That's, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I'm going to get arrested, but uh, great. Go, go movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they didn't send actual drugs, but they sent everything to use with said drugs so that would be, um that'd be amazing yeah just like oh they sent a guy in an overcoat and he had a lot of pockets <laughs> and he gave me some stuff <laughs> and before i knew it i really wanted to see this movie right yeah. exactly exactly uh i do think it would be fun if they had a little bit more fun with their promotional items and made fun of themselves a little bit more i think if it did that and didn't take itself so seriously people might have a uh might not be as against it as they are. I don't know. Right. So that's just my two right. cents. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. I think uh, you, you got to gotta think outside the box, which is now a cliche term, but it, you know, still rings true. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and our goal for next week, we're going to be bringing on some, uh, some new co-hosts, uh, our good friend, Mike, uh, from Last One to Leave, he's uh, always been a, a resource for us and corrects us on everything that we say that's wrong he's, or names I mispronounce. Or... He's pretty much the fine print on every single episode. He is. He is the only reason why we are able to use words. Exactly. He's Mike, yeah. <laughs> he's got our back. Um, That's right. So we're going to be bringing him on as uh, one of our co-hosts and then um, Matt from Shakefire as well. So we'll have some some new Georgia film critics in here to talk about all of the stuff going on here in the entertainment scene in the States. And uh, just they see so many more films than I do, too. Uh, Mike last year, I'm going to get this number wrong, but he almost saw what would have been like a film a day. For last yeah. year, it was like 340 something films. I think he saw last year. Um, so, In, including including Angus, by the way. Yes, including Angus. <laughs> yes, and he he actually also took the time to see my film after uh, after I first met him at uh, at the first project cosplay I went to. So he's a he's a very nice guy, very giving of his time. Yes, so he is. I'm a big fan. He, he loves movies, so uh, it's going to be... I would hope so. Yeah. If he hated movies, <laughs> he hated much, then I would want to have a really big heart-to-heart -heart talk know. with him. It'd, be a, it'd yeah. be a really bad use of his time if he wasn't actually a fan of film. <laughs> but, right. uh, um, so we hope that we can uh, make that happen next week and have those two guys on. going to do some scheduling magic and, and see what we can make happen. It's going to be magical. It will be. It'll be magical. Uh, but yep, that's all. That's all we got for you guys this week. So, until next week. Until next until time, next listeners. Time. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys for listening. Again, my name is Emma Loggins with FanBolt.com. Uh, my name is Jakai Mickelson, freelance graphic artist and f independent filmmaker, and all-around friendly fellow. You are. You're a pretty friendly yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, also I have an amazing accent. Just so you know. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.